Kobe, dribble drive Kobe underneath, puts his nose on the line again, makes the basket, he's fouled. Oh, what a play! And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front, says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating for the jam. It's kicks and bricks, where we got game on the streets and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up? Welcome to Kicks. Today we have adult film star, the lovely Violet Myers. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? You know, I really can't complain. You know, the weather is changing here in the city, so. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what city you're in. Oh, New York. So, oh, yeah, for sure. I was there a few weeks ago. It's like very cold. Yes, yeah, so I'm just bracing myself. Winter is coming, like they say on um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that cold oh yeah it was just 29 um what's today monday it was just it was 29 i cannot i'm even i'm here in, in la and i'm complaining about 67 oh no i think you will die here <laughs> <laughs> you know i saw you at exotica the um few weeks ago and your line was like the longest how does it feel to be like one of the most recognizable um adult stars in the world um, I think it's really cool that a lot of people want to come meet me and they see, I guess, how relatable I am with them, I guess. So like meeting them in person is really cool. And I think it's very humbling because I know a lot of people that have a lot of followers, but it doesn't coordinate with fans. So I'm just really grateful to have a lot of fans too, and not just followers. You know, I was asking a few people, you know, because um, the line was real long. So I just went to the back and was just asking, you know, what they what they like about you the most. And they was just basically saying, you know, how relatable you are to them. And you just seem like the the girl next door type. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've gotten that a few times. I guess also too, the fact that I'm like such a weeb and I'm not like pretending to be someone that I'm not. I'm just myself. So it's really nice and refreshing I feel like for a lot of people to see people just be themselves and not put up like a fake persona for people just to like them so I think a lot of my fans know the genuineness in me and I think that's why they relate to me a lot because they feel the same way it's too artificial right now word word so like how did you initially get into the adult um film business I got recruited through an agent on Twitter I was just mainly webcamming and going to school full time. And I was doing pretty good on webcamming, but I wanted to do more and I wanted to go into adult and explore my sexuality. And got recruited, flew to Florida, and then I lived there for a year and a half. And then I moved to LA to work full time on this. And it's pretty basic, but um, <laughs> starting in Florida helped a lot. You know, porn um, actresses and actors, they really get a bad rap, but um, I don't know yeah. if you know this or not, but you guys, well, you, well, not you in particular, but just um, all the women in your line of work, you know, you guys are on the forefront of, you know, 
of a woman's sexual liberation. You know, how does it feel to kind of be on the other side of feminism, but still talking about it in a positive light? You know, the thing is, it's always like a taboo thing to not talk about your sexuality and, you know, it's nobody's business, but I feel like even before the times where before social media and everything, I feel like people used to be open about their sexuality and people would be nudists, you know, it wasn't taboo to be a prostitute or anything or do any kind of sex work. So now we live in a generation where it's starting to be more accepting now, but um, a woman, you know, we're breaking those standards of how a woman should be and act. And you can still be very hypersexual and also be very business savvy. I know a lot of people like to make jokes, but obviously we're very successful in what we do. And it's a business for a reason. And it's a billion dollar industry for a reason, you know. So I don't think of it as just, uh, I think of it as we're sexually liberated because we're accepting the fact that sex is you know normal and it's not something we don't do we're humans animals fuck like it's a normal thing so I think it's a beautiful thing that us women especially in the industry are able to normalize sex what are some positive things that the adult industry has given to you aside from the money and the recognition and the popularity um, I've learned so much about myself um, and what I like and what I don't like. I've met a lot of people through in this industry, throughout this industry that are just like me. I thought nobody else would be as sexual like me. I used to think I was alone and then I came in the industry and it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not as different as everyone. It's very, it's a very open-minded pe- community. So I definitely learned a lot of business as well like how to navigate and run a social media and I can use that to my advantage no matter where I go so whether it's being an adult or being an influencer I know how to communicate and interact with people okay and um like do people ever stop you in the street and be like (gasps) oh yeah all the time I feel like every time I leave the house it's always fans like meeting me or saying, hey, you look familiar, are you Violet? I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I'll say no, but then it's like, they'll give me that look and I'll be like, yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, I If I'm in a good mood, um, I don't mind it, but sometimes I'll be like angry or upset and I'll be like, no, I don't want to be bothering. I want everyone to leave me alone. <laughs> so it can be hard sometimes, but I just try to be respectful to everyone because obviously these are people that, support me and have given me this platform so I will never like be shaming them or turning them down you know if that if if you know what I mean you know when when people see you in the street like do they ever try and like shoot their shot with you all the time some people are very (laughs) respectful and then there's people who will just straight up tell me let's fuck and it's not that like easy to have sex like people just assume because I'm a porn star I'm gonna fuck everyone but it's not like that. Um, obviously, I'm still a person. We all want to have a sexual chemistry with someone. And we're, we're not going to just lay down with someone and give them our soul. So it's not like I'm not that easy. No. Has anybody been like successful? Like they see you in the street and then like they get your phone number or, or whatever? I used to before I've gotten so much pop so much more popular like now it's like I don't want to give you my number because I already get so many spam calls from like the government um so 
I don't really like to give out my number. Um, I'll give them social media where to follow me and I'll sometimes follow them back because they'll show me proof that they're like a real fan. And I'll be like, oh my God, you're so like nice to me. Let me follow you back because you're really nice. You're not weird. You're not trying to hurt me. You're not trying to harm me. So of course, like I'll give them my Instagram. I'll follow them back and talk to them here and there. But um, as far as like dating, I don't really like to date anyone. I won't like let them shoot their shot unless they're like really like cute. I'll be like, "Mm, maybe, but I don't know. More of like personality than attractiveness on the looks. Okay, all right, so that's a good thing, I guess, for those of us who are, um, how should I say it, without offending people. I'm not shallow, basically. Yeah, well, it's good for the um, cosmetically challenged crowd, I should say. Yeah, no, I really care more about personality because <laughs> obviously you have to be, we have to be somewhat attracted to each other, I feel like, you know, but right. I've met some unattractive guys with like nice dicks and I'm like, that makes up for it a little bit. <laughs> You know, since the inclusion of OnlyFans, you know, a, a lot of porn people, they kind of gravitated towards that platform. Like, you talking about the impact like OnlyFans has had on the industry? You know, it's shaking up the industry a lot um, just because everyone now doesn't have to rely on a company for money and for popularity now. It's just social media. So if anything, I feel like it's disrupted the companies more than the whole industry. Because it's just, uh, it's very nice to see women and men and everyone just to make money on working from home and doing what they love in a safe way versus like putting themselves, putting themselves out there. But it's more of like the industry as like in companies, it's affected them because now everyone wants to work at home, work from home. They don't want to be on set those 10 hour days just to get one paycheck and not make any money back in return, no residuals, nothing. Versus when you have your own content, you get to keep everything. So if anything, it's affected the companies more than really the the, the girls and everyone in the industry. You know, um, what's the like wildest request you got on, on OnlyFans? And like when people like DM you for like a custom video or a picture? I had someone like that was into bestiality and I just was not going to do anything like that. I was like, that's too weird. And I have animals and I would never see them in that way. They're my babies. And it's just kind of weird to me. Like those kind of people like think they need help. So I have just like, I won't, that's like the weirdest one that I've gotten where someone wanted me to like do some stuff like that. (laughs) Is there like any other requests you won't do no matter what? Because I know um, I interviewed a couple of porn um, ladies over at Exotica and they were saying like, like they wouldn't let people pee on them and, you know, take yeah. a pee on them, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not into the champagne showers. I'm not, I won't even, I'm not really into those kind of fetishes. I just keep it simple with, with like moaning their name and playing with a dildo or doing a stepsister role or something like that. But that's like, the most I'll do is like a stepsister. Like, I don't really like to go that far just because I'm not into that. I know some people are. I'm not a hardcore girl. I've I've made it very clear since I've started. I'm pretty, I let my talent speak for itself. I don't really need to get into the fetishes. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of, when I was promoting this interview, I was asking fans to send their question in and everything. They were, 
well, most of them, they wanted to ask, you know, um, where do they sign up to be in one of those fan um, fuck videos? Well, those videos, whenever I do get a chance to make them, I like to have applications and have a whole process where I can see who the person is versus just meeting a random person. Um, because I used to do that. It was fun. That was like when I was new, like I didn't, I wasn't that popular. So I was able to get away with it so easily and safely. But now, you know, it's a little bit harder because I don't know what's people, what people's intentions are. I don't know if they don't like, people are crazy. So yeah. I just want to just keep it safe. So I just do the applications and just people that I've met before, met in these conventions that have gained a trust with me. And I know they're legit fans, not people just trying to fuck me. Because if they're just trying to fuck me, that's not going to happen. You can buy my fleshlight. But if this is like a genuine fan who's like been watching me, supporting me, whether it's like buying my OnlyFans or just even following me and subscribing to my YouTube, which is free. That's how I know who's a real fan versus like someone who's just trying to fuck me. Kind of moving on to sneakers. Like I know you're a big sneakerhead. Like, do you try to incorporate, you know, some of that into your um, scenes? Yes, I do. Yeah, especially because I'm contracted with Vixen and a lot of their companies, like their little sub companies, they have like sneakers in the videos and pictures. So I like to make sure I'm wearing some fire shoes. I don't like to wear just generics. Um, like not something you could get from the Nike store. Like I like getting exclusive shoes mm -hmm. and just messing around with it in my shoes and like being playful with my photo shoots. And I'm more of a sneaker than heel. I don't like wearing heels, um, but here and there I'll put them on. But I prefer wearing like sneakers and dresses. You know, what's in your sneaker rotation right now? I love Air Forces, Yeezy slides. I'm like looking I love wearing dunks, but like the off-white dunks. Not oh. just like, not the pandas. I mean, I like the pandas, but like I love anything off-white. Those are clean because they play with the colors and I'll wear like a, a normal ass outfit, like what I'm wearing right now. Uh -huh. But if I have some fire shoes, it like makes the outfit. You know, um, I know you in LA. Do you rock Chucks a lot? No, I think I was more of a Vance type of girl. Oh, wow, really? I thought you were more of a mm -mm. Chucks. I didn't like... even wear the Come de Garcons when they came out. I was more of like just bands, the Revenge Storms, those type of shoes, the slip-ons. You know, the only Chucks I have are the off-white ones. Other than that, I really Those are nice. Those are nice, but I just don't like how they make my feet look big. I have pretty small feet. Oh, what size do you wear? I'm a size 7 in women's, but I wear GS, so I'm a 5.5. <laughs> I can get away with that. While we're still on sneaker culture in LA, like, do you have any customs? Because I know um, the sneaker surgeon, he's big out there. Do you ever go to him for any custom jobs or anything? No, but, you, you know, um, for Christmas, I like to give custom shoes to my family. So I like um, the anime characters on the shoes. I think that's fire. I don't really have any customs when I think about it. I just have, like, a bunch of, like... Uh, random shoes but um I definitely want to I think for my for Christmas I'm gonna get me some like I see like random air forces with like the Louis Vuitton print or a pattern or a character or something I've been wanting to get that I just I never get a chance to to like actually look for someone to make it for me I mean well you know LA there's a whole bunch of 
dope customizers. I'm sure they'll jump at the gun to. to um, I should. I should do a collab. And that's a good idea because I know you're big into anime, and um, mm -hmm. and you better get those white on white Air Forces before Nike. Um, takes them away because they're taking them away because of the customs. So. Oh man, yeah, and then they're gonna resell them, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> So you I really want to get those Drake Air Forces, if anything. I, I want to get a okay. pair just to hold and one to wear. I think Drake, his sneaker line with Nike, I think it could have been better. But I think Travis Scott kind of passed him up in that department. I would say the same too. Yeah, like, um, it's a little basic. <laughs> he could have done a lot with it, but I also I feel like he's very minimalistic. So it makes sense why he would do that. Have you ever regretted a, a sneaker purchase? Mm, yeah um those fives that Travis Scott dropped and the black foam runners like the navy ones I have those in my closet I've been waiting to resell those nobody wants them <laughs> those <laughs> well, are like regrets I mean like you should give them away on your IG or something I mean it's a good way to get more followers like giveaway the yeah, but I don't think anybody's like a size six in men's. Besides, I don't really know if I have that many women followers anyway. But I should, I would love to do a sneaker giveaway because I've done giveaways before. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be dope. Um, I'm not sure if, if if you'll find any guys that's really a size six, but <laughs> maybe the younger ones. But even then, they shouldn't be following me. Right. If you do, I mean, like, if they did, like, I'll just like if it was me. I'll just say it's for my brother or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my little brother. Something, some. yeah, I would lie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a limit of what you would pay for a sneaker? Like, yes. I'll tell you how to <laughs> I'll say I wouldn't spend more than like 3000 Oh, that, yeah, that's pretty close to mine. Like, the most I ever spent was about two, two racks. I spent a lot of money on multiple sneakers but like on one pair i would not go more than 3k unless it's like something super rare super rare where i could flip it that's the only way i'll ever spend and justify myself for spending that much on a shoe so you wouldn't um jump at the chance to buy the um the joy one lv sneaker i gave up honestly i'm just gonna have to like pay resale if i really want to get it but I just don't like getting shoes like that because they're just so hard to get. And even with the Louis Vuitton collection, I was like hitting up the people that I shop with at Louis. And I was like, can you guys give me a pair? And they're like, no, we can't get you a pair. It's like very rare because they can't even get it for their specific clients too. It's kind of like, you have to like spend millions of dollars, I feel like, to even get a pair of those. Even then it's like, I don't you know, know. You know, I had a chance over the summer to um, cop a pair. You know, and I was going back and forth with the guy. Like, I knew it was too much money to be spending on sneakers to begin with. But I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I better you go. You make your money back. Decision. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I had to go. Like, I got him down to like 4000 so, Were they like a super nice pair too? Yeah, they were the blue ones. So I'm like. Yeah, I would have like sold that and got like more shoes. <laughs> I was really trying to leave because it was too much money. But yeah. you know how um, certain stores think that you're playing a game with them. You leave and then they drop down the price. And it was a game like that. But I was really trying mm. to. Was it like a reselling store? 
Yeah, it was this. It was this store in Miami. I forgot the name of it. I just mm -hmm. randomly happened to go in there one day. Oh, I didn't know you guys had this type of heat. So I'm like, you know what? That's enough for me. Yeah. Like round numbers, how many pairs do you have? Me, I stopped counting after I hit a hundred. I don't have a hundred, but I definitely have more than like twenty pairs of shoes. Cause um, I try to limit limit myself too. Like I like to have like a good spending habit. Um, yeah. for myself, um, if if I feel like it's a special event, I'll try to make it where it's like I'll spend the money on the shoes, and so I can use it as a tax write off. <laughs> Oh, for work idea. purposes but I don't really like to like just randomly go in the sneaker store and like buy it I'd rather use like the goat app oh true like do you have a favorite release of the past year for me, for me like New Balance they had a lot of good releases they had some really nice colorways for their shoes I would probably say as far as I started getting into like designer shoes so I like the Margiela's like those releases I really love um the Balenciaga boots that came out that Kanye's been wearing I've been trying to get a pair at camp I seen them at um sneaker con once the um vendor he think he wanted like I think like three thousand for them like yeah whatever yeah no <laughs> I had I had the Balenciaga store I was like I just need you guys to like whenever they release just text me because you guys always text me for bags but I'm like I want shoes not just bags because <laughs> I'm starting to get into designer shoes it's a bad habit but I think I'm like tired of like wearing not just Nikes and Adidas but I just like feel like I'm starting to get more into fashion now so I'm starting to appreciate more designer shoes. What's your fashion taste like these days? I'm very I'm very simple I like to just wear like right now I'm just wearing like a like a simple t-shirt but it's like a kith shirt with like gray um like gray shorts and like wearing a like dunks or something I just keep it simple um I'm very into like wearing skims <laughs> I'm very like basic but not basic like very cozy but also really cute so kind of like Drake and his Nike line basically kind of yeah but more of like a woman's version I'm not really I used to be like into wearing like super cute skirts and just wearing like stuff that makes me stand out but I feel like now I'm just more about being comfortable yeah I feel that the older you get the more comfortable the more comfortable yeah. but but when I go out though I try to go out like I I'll definitely try to pull out a fit like I'm very cardi inspired and into that kind of like trend a little bit right now you know still on the high end of the fashion spectrum like how do you feel about you know like Louis Vuitton and Gucci like teaming up with you know traditional sneaker companies and you know creating shoes that an average person can't can't buy um I just see it as like fashion and uh, art, really. So when, I mean, Pokemon collabs with, you know, Skechers and Adidas. So it's like, it's just like another brand collaborating. It does suck, but I know they try their best to kind of make it affordable as usual, but it's the resellers that kind of make it like way more overpriced. Like if we didn't overhype it, it wouldn't be ridiculous on prices because I see that like the dunks they're not worth 
600 $800. I'm sorry. Those are $200 shoes, you know? So when it comes to collabs, it's more just about hype more than anything. That's why I feel like it's very expensive. Like if nobody hyped it up, it would not be pricey. Facts, man. Because all it takes is for a rapper or somebody just to wear it. Kylie Jenner to wear it and then boom, they're just like $1,000. It's the same thing happened with um, New Balance. Nobody was was unbuying them like the past Mm -hmm. 15 years. Nobody was buying it. Now it's just as much as a Jordan shoe resale. Yeah. Yeah, that's what sucks too. Especially I remember the same thing happened with Champion when Kanye was wearing it. Now it's like at Urban Outfitters for like 120 bucks. Not in um, Brooklyn. You can wear Champion any year, any month. That's like it's Champion, Timberlands, Air Force Ones. Not North Face? North Face too, but. Mm-hmm. Those are but, like the main ones, right? Yeah, and a white t-shirt. You know, there's a lot of collabs out right now. Like do you have a wish list of a company that you would like to collab with in the future? If I ever get the opportunity, I love to collaborate with Hypeland or Crunchyroll, you know, just something that's more of me and a right up my alley. I don't know if I'd ever do it, but you know, you can never sell yourself short. You know, you can't tell yourself you can't do it, but those are like my dream collabs for sure. You know, before we go, we got to talk about um, Yeezy. Like, what do you think about um, all the stuff Kanye's been doing? And like, do you see like the price of his sneakers kind of, you know, going in the toilet because of his, his opinions? You know, I don't really like to get too political with, with everything going on. It just sucks because I really, really love and support Ye. And it just sucks that, you know, everything is like crumbling, everything that he worked so hard for. And I just, he's at the end of the day, he's a human being. And I just feel for him. I'm an empathy. I have empathy for him. And I can, I just feel really bad. And, you know, we just have to be careful with what we say, because, you know, not everyone will understand and our actions speak louder than words. So it's just, it's just unfortunate, but I will still be buying his shoes because I really like, (laughs) the Yeezys and that's like my style so I'm not gonna just not buy it because of an opinion like we could separate the art from the person right I always say love hold on love the art not the artist yeah that's what that's my personal philosophy on that no I I stand by that too and me personally like selfishly I kind of want his um some of his back stuff like the catalog and um yeah, I really want those boots that he made like a long time ago that he never released. I mean, like if the if the if things keep on going the way they are, the price might really drop on everything for him. So mm-hmm. that's what I have my eye on. Once like once his stuff gets below, let's say two hundred dollars resale, I'm buying up whatever I could find. We'll see. I hope it doesn't increase. And I kind of had the same wish for the Travis Scott when when the accident happened, you know. Oh, I know, but everything just went up right after that because people were just scared. I felt bad about the accident and people that lost that lost their lives, but there was yeah, me too. That was praying for for the resale to to um drop, but it never did. <laughs> yeah, so I just brought it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I really want to get those dunks. Those are the best ones out of his line. Yeah. I believe so, because I have the mochas and I'm not going to justify paying a thousand plus for the same shoe that I have just because it's Travis Scott. You know what I mean? The only shoe I paid that much for like twice 
was the Don C Jordan twos. Okay, those were nice, but those are more of a men's shoe. I feel like I I don't see any girls wearing them. I don't know how it looks like on foot. It's a it's a real comfortable shoe, but but yeah, like I brought both of them and just never wore them. So yeah, I still have the box and everything that the hat that came with it. Mm. You're a true collector. You know, and I kind of wish Don C kind of did more with Nike before he went to Adidas, though. That's the Kanye influence. Do you rock any fear God? I don't have anything fear of God, no. No clothes, no shoes. I know you can get it. I don't know about now, but I know there was a time when you could get it at PacSun. (laughs) Even then, I couldn't afford it. But I think it's not really my style. Uh But I do like those bands. Like, I see people wearing them. Like, they're nice. But I don't know if I would wear anything like that. You know, and I'm just starting getting into bands, too. Vans are so comfortable. But if you like want to wear more hype shoes of a Vans, I just wear Revenge Storms. Yeah, like I don't know what took me so long to jump on the Vans train, but I got there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, really do appreciate you. You know, you're one of my favorite actresses. Um, thank you. Do you have any upcoming projects you want to promote or anything? Um, I don't know when this is going to come out, but I have like a, a very big Tushy debut coming out very soon. And um, next year, AVN, I'm going to be doing that. And just a lot of new things that I think I just like to keep stuff sur- surprised. I like to have surprises for my fans, things. I don't like to tell people what I'm doing. I like to keep stuff private because I like to keep it as a surprise. But I guess whatever I have working right now, it's gonna it's gonna blow my fans away, and they could just keep expecting a lot of good scenes coming from me from the year on now. All right, and um, what's your socials where people can find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Violet Saucy, B I O L E T S A U C Y, and then my Instagram is Waifu Violet W A. I-F-U-V-I-O-L-E-T. That's the official one. And then just Linktree, Violet Myers has everything else, like my YouTube, my Twitch, and everything like that. All right, Violet. Um, thank you again for your time. Oh, of course. You have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>